Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product super. I've heard about Balance of Nature for some time, and I just thought I'd get involved. And so when I did, I started taking it, and I saw a difference. It kind of balanced out my health, if you will. So my doctor was pleased with that. He said, what are you doing? What's going on? And I just said, I said, well, I'm taking this extra thing called Balance of Nature. And he said, that's good. That's good. So I admonish all people that have some type of health issue, you know, try it. It really helped my health, and I know the product works. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Hi, friends. If I could ask you a favor, go to MyPillow.com and put in the code word Kate. Mike Lindell and I have partnered up not only to bring you fantastic products, but he's also helping this show. You're going to get wonderful products when you put in the code Kate, K-A-T-E. You're going to get 30% off on the products. They have specials all the time. But these, I'm not wowed easy, but these products are amazing, I have to say. The sheets, the towels, the robes, the slippers, everything, completely amazing. You're going to love it. The phone number is 1-800-873-1052 or go to MyPillow.com and simply put in the code word Kate. Thanks, you guys. The Patriot Act, turning citizens into suspects since 2001. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you to my colleagues on the committee. Thank you to our witnesses. Uh, I never expected a day to be quite as emotional for me as it has been. Uh, I've talked to a number of you and gotten to know you. I think it's important to tell you right now, though, you guys may like individually feel a little broken. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with. And, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad days, how we take accountability for that. And for all the overheated rhetoric surrounding this committee, our mission is very simple. It's to find the truth, and it's to ensure accountability. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors, if they're born in another country or they don't look like us, God help us. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. A performance by an actor in a leading role. Hi there. Welcome to Kate Daly Show. You know, um, Republican representative um, from Illinois was first in that, uh, in that what you heard. Um, and he was talking to the Capitol Police. You won. You held. I'm sorry. Nobody was armed Nobody was doing anything to them. They were standing there while people were taking selfies after they waved them in. January 6th. What is he talking about? Well, he wins Best Actor. And Adam Schiff. God help us. Um, what are they talking about? No one was armed. The only person that got killed in this and should have never been killed was Ashley Babbitt, shot in the head by a Capitol Police officer for going into the building. 
after they were waved into the building. Oh, my gosh. Best actor awards all around. And so, of course, the headline is Geo Pierre realizes there was an insurrection. Give me a break. What insurrection? No one was armed. They were taking selfie shots. Nobody was in danger. And that was even admitted to on tape. The, the people inside the building were not posing a threat to anyone. It was just Mitt Romney running around like he was like he was in peril. Oh, my gosh. And AOC hiding in her office in a completely separate building down the road. That's what you got to hear about. Amazing. They turned it into the circus. Anyway, I had to play that for you today because it was just worthy of two Oscars there um, for just worst. I mean, I just so anti-American. I can't believe it. And I feel really bad for all of those people that are uh, caught up in this with trials and everything else. And Susan, uh, Susan's with me. You have some information on that too. A lot is happening to the poor people that were waved in that just walked in to take selfies. That's right. And and they're not getting really good deals. The the judges are being exceptionally hard. Um, And so now Sidney Powell has said that she is stepping up to help them. They're going to put together a team. And her website is DefendingTheRepublic.com. And this is just another project Mm -hmm. that they're going to be taking on, which tells you something because she stepped in for general Flynn mm-hmm. and said he is getting a raw deal. This is nuts. Right. And she could see that general Flynn was being victimized by the system. Right. So she has now turned around, watched a few things happen. Mm-hmm. A few judges have ruled and, um, she, now she says, this is it. We have yeah. to step up and I don't know help why with, she waited so long with but. really great lawyers. I think they were waiting to see what was going to happen. If this would be justice at all. I think they should have known though, that this is how they get treated. You know I what do. I mean? And I, I wish do. she would have jumped into the fray a little faster, but we should have her back on the show because that would be an interesting interview. Oh my gosh. Kind of see where she's at now. Amazing. Um, especially after all of this, they were all demonized in the press and, um, anyone with a MAGA hat was demonized, uh, that was there and. And again, again, motive, you would not stop the reading of electoral college votes if that's what you went there to see. Okay? There's no motive. You would have never interrupted the meeting that you wanted to take place. They just wanted some time to be able to threaten some of those congressmen and senators is what really happened. And uh, into kowtowing um, to um, to the electoral college votes that, by the way, that was, I think, I think would have been very interesting to have heard that morning because I think so many states turned in two sets. So yes. that would have been really interesting to hear. We wouldn't have thwarted our own meeting for Pete's sakes. We wanted that to take place. Anyway. All right. So much to talk about. Let's talk about, um, this is a big story and I have no idea why. Everybody's getting very emotional. I got told off on Facebook about how awful and disgusting I am um, because I just simply posted Matt Walsh's words about the fact that is this setting a trend for going soft now? Is as everyone, you know, with Simone, the gymnast, you know, um, not proceeding with the team. I don't know what her motive is. Maybe she is doing something great for the team. Maybe it was not that. I, who knows and who cares? My my give a damn doesn't give a damn, but go ahead. <laughs> 
I, I could care less about I know. We have bigger fish to fry, people. I know. Um, well, and the fact that she used the, the term mental health, yes. people forget that there is a thing called sports psychology. They have professional psychologists who deal mm-hmm. with the mental state of athletes to get right. their mind in the game. Mm-hmm. So if she was making an analysis that her mind wasn't in the game or that she was uh-huh. having issues, mm-hmm. that's really a different thing than, oh, I can't cope with anxiety or I can't cope with something. Because of racism that's going on in America. Yeah. Right. Or whatever the case right. may be. Yeah. yeah. This is a much <laughs> higher level of using your mind mm-hmm. to make your body do things. So the fact that she stepped aside to let somebody else who was primed and ready to go, uh-huh. it wasn't letting the team down, I don't think. No. I, I mean, if she did it for um, for the motive of helping the team, great on her. I don't think she's the biggest hero that ever walked the face of the earth, but good for her. And if she didn't, oh, well, it's her life. I don't know why we interject ourselves so much, but man, was I told off. Holy I cow. I, I, they even inserted mom jeans in there and I was pasty, pasty white, I guess. Well, you're right about that. I'm very fair skinned, but my gosh. Um, but it was interesting to see people become so unhinged over this yes, and not unhinged about losing their liberty and body autonomy, but of course, unhinged about her motives when no one knows really what her motives are exactly. in a, in a society going soft in a system that we can kind of notice. Then all I did was I posted Matt Walsh's words because I thought they were interesting. I wanted to have a discussion about them because he was kind of the cat. He was kind of the one guy going, no, I don't like this. And so was Dinesh D'Souza. Everyone else was on board of, oh, you know, the mental health problems. Oh my gosh, does everyone have one? I mean, we're seeing that narrative play out too. So, you know, that's why I was so mixed on it. So interesting that people are so irate. Well, I think people were primed and they were primed by the girl, um, the tennis player, whose name I don't know, at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. who also stepped aside for mental health issues. But again, the mental health may mean something completely different in sports. There's a sports mm-hmm. uh, yeah. F- affect to this. So when people saw that and then realized, and now it's happened again, I think it triggered a Mm. lot of people. And so it's good to notice what triggers me because it feels real. But remember, we were talking about ShadowNet, the programming of the media Mm -hmm. and the triggering of people. So what it reminded me of, though, is that there was a massive scandal involving the U.S. gymnast Olympic team. And the reason it was a scandal was two reasons. Their coach was giving them medical, uh, <laughs> medical mm-hmm. things, doing right. medical things to them that were not appropriate for a coach. Procedures oh. mm-hmm. and checking them and moving their hips internally. Weird, weird stuff. And filming it. <laughs> oh, so I think we have bigger problems. Oh my with gosh. This. Well, here's what happened that was interesting. Good if grief. we look back, mm-hmm. considering everything we've been through right now, mm-hmm. three girls went to the FBI mm-hmm. and the police and said to the FBI, because it was multi state, and said, right. This is going on. And they go, Okay, we'll, go, we'll look into it. Now, the girls were in separate states California, Michigan. Mm-hmm. So they let the field offices there know. Now, there was a guy in charge, and his name was Jay Abbott. And an entire year went by, and nothing happened. Hmm. Nothing. Zero. And 40 more girls were assaulted in that time. So one of the girls went back to the FBI and said, what's going on? And so then they kind of got the ball rolling. But this guy, Jay Abbott, ended up, there was a Office of Inspector General report. 
that he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He just kind of held back. And the, the reason was, in part, he wanted a job mm-hmm. with the Olympic Committee, this FBI agent in charge of the whole operation. So as it turned out, um, this um, Larry Nasser, their coach, um, pled guilty and has a federal 60-year prison sentence, a 40 to 175-year state sentence. Whoa. Um, there was child pornography involved. Was this the last Olympics? Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So okay. this was right. So right. this all came out. Four years ago. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem was. For gymnastics. Uh, local people knew him and the FBI dragged his feet. So mm-hmm. there was this huge uproar. And two of the girls who initially went were Olympic gold medalists. So these were like the cream of the crop mm-hmm. and saying this happened to me. But this waiting a year. So it went to Congress Mm-hmm. Uh, he had to get a lawyer. I have searched everywhere to find out what happened to this FBI agent. But the entire departments, everybody sat on it for a year. And you have to think to yourself, it reminded me of that movie, The Pharmacist, mm-hmm. where he said, look at these um, massive drug, um, almost like restaurants, mm-hmm. serving people out the door, hundreds of people at a time in parking lots at midnight. He had all the evidence, went to the FBI, went to the DEA, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're looking into it. 18 months later, <laughs> he just can't believe, he said, what in the world? What were they doing? Yeah. What in the world? And so then eventually they found out through the grapevine, people were told to just, just wait, just wait. Huh. So what is it that makes them not do what they're supposed to do? Not protect children. It is such a shocking story. So Congress got involved. They wanted to know, oh, to the FBI, they're like, what are your procedures? Why did this happen? Uh How many agents? What is going on? How did you coordinate this? And I thought, you know, some of these are super basic questions. And why did it take a committee? Why didn't individual Mm -hmm. senators just send people over and say, what the Mm -hmm. is going on? Right. All these young women. In the end, 150 gymnasts, and I assume some young boys testified, gave statements. Mm -hmm. And then there were 70 girls total that were assaulted. You cannot believe on this scale. So to see these girls go out at the the Olympics Mm -hmm. and they're performing and one says, I have mental health issues. You can't imagine the complexity Mm -hmm. of what she's been through, including the training. Right. And she's older. Who knows? I mean, this is all her. It's her career, her everything, and everyone is so invested into this. Yes. And at the beginning of the show, I talked about, you know, not standing for the flag or whatever. And America does give the option. (laughs) And and that is on them. You know what? They can look like a total tool. It's okay. You don't come unglued. It's their (laughs) life, their decision. My gosh. It is not representative of all of America. Be right back. Kay Daly Show. Thanks, Susan. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Stormy waters to be near you, to be free. I am
for some problems over in Europe that they were having, and they used this as their freedom song. <laughs> kind of amazing. Anyway, back when Rod Stewart was just starting out and had the goofy hair, and I remember thinking, who would want that haircut? Who would ever <laughs> copy that? Everybody. Um, anyway. I um, actually saw him in concert. <laughs> Did you really? I saw him in concert, and my friend pushed us to the front, and uh-huh. we were on the front, second to the front row, just yelling. He threw a scarf down. Yeah. It was just epic. Oh, my I will gosh. never forget oh, it. Fun. It was anyway. fun. Rod Stewart. Um, well, welcome back to the show. And and I also wanted to uh, make sure that you get over to Balance of Nature and order up and have some extra in your food storage. That's what I've done. I hope you do, too. Just to have those nutrients sitting there, just to know that it's 31 fruits and vegetables a day, that if there were shortages, if there were things happening, that you could get to that product and have it um, handy. I just absolutely love what they're doing. And they do a very clean product with a very, very, very best vegetables and fruits. And then they de- dehydrate that and they get it to you and it the the drink too that goes along with it is amazing because it's a fiber drink you can drink at the start of it each day and it will really help with blood sugar and cholesterol and everything else this is the product you want make sure to go to balanceofnature.com you should be taking it your family should be taking it our food supply is terrible and we really really need to help ourselves right now with better health and so whatever they sling at us um you know out there in the world just make sure that your health and your immune system are built up go to balanceofnature.com and put in the code kate k-a-t-e and get 35% off in free shipping. Don't forget the code. Okay. Um, so I have uh, Kevin and Susan Reeve with me and I have noticed the same thing that you've noticed because we're just about to talk about this. And that is grocery stores are having a tough time keeping the shelves stocked. And I don't think it's because of lack of employees. I know they like to say that. I don't think that's the case. Well, interestingly enough, I went in and looked around for certain items and they were not there. And so I... Um, I started looking at all the shelves and they're doing interesting things to try and make it look like they have full stock there. There's instead of six layers of cans behind mm-hmm. the first layer, there's only one right? and, and they've spread them out. And so they're, they're trying to <laughs> yeah. fill the shelves uh, and make it appear that everything's there. But in reality, there, there was a lot of things, a lot of items out of stock. Mm. And, and that's not just one grocery store. A little worrisome, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you had a guest on last week who talked about the fact that the supply chain mm-hmm. at the other end is not refilling because mm-hmm. farmers are selling their cattle. They're not growing mm-hmm. feed. They're getting and, horrible prices. And vegetables mm-hmm. and so forth. And And consequently, we may start seeing the ripple effect of that uh, now. We may be getting to the point where certain items are going to become hard to find. Yeah. And also notice that about 20% increase in prices on a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, you know, things I paid $9 for three months ago are now $12. Right, right. I've been noticing this too. I noticed in uh, convenience stores when we stopped, you know, going across the country a little bit here, um, convenience stores were not stocked up hardly at all. They were out of a ton of items in each one. And I thought, that's a little odd. Um, we're just not used to seeing that. We're always used to seeing plenty. And so, you know, what's going on with that? But let's take a, a quick caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. And one of the aspects people don't think about is the ability to get it from the producer to the store. Right. The truckers out there. I just completed truck driver training, and I will tell you that the number of job offers I have gotten is out of this world compared to any other job I've ever had in my life. Hmm. And it just amazes me. 
And, of course, see what happens is you got a whole generation who don't want to be off their phone sitting in a truck for that length of time, <laughs> mm-hmm. not being able to use, you know, marijuana and all the other <laughs> things you can't use if you're a truck driver. Mm-hmm. It's that the whole transport of the product from the there the shipper the the whole entire thing is the problem right now and it's going to get worse because the requirements for new drivers will be going up in february of next year oh wow interesting take well wow. thank you really appreciate that let that roll around um <laughs> hmm, lots of offers wow well and you see a lot of things out in the country don't you mm-hmm. driving cross country yeah. meeting people going into restaurants and stores yeah it's really an eye-opener sometimes the one thing i always get hit with and it's totally off topic is my gosh we have a lot of space if we're so overpopulated all you have to do is pick any three states in america to drive through and you're going to know we don't have an overpopulation problem we have a problem with people wanting to perceive that to control. So it's kind of interesting. We get told that all the time. The only places where they're stacked up is cities, and that's because they choose to be. So there's a whole lot of America out there, folks, and it is just literally nothingness. All of southern Wyoming, nothing. I mean, it's hard to drive through. To tell you the truth, I did it because it's nothingness. Um, but the stores uh, the stores not getting their shelves stocked, I think, is worrying people a little bit. I think more people than we think are noticing it. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, girls. Uh, Hi. I heard a truck driver talking the other night, mm-hmm. and he every morning he owns his own truck, and he puts in $100 worth of fuel. Right. He said when diesel goes over $5, we have to park our truck because we lose our profit. Ooh, <gasps> ouch. Wow. There's going to be a lot of truckers that are not going to respond to fill the grocery stores. And the diesel is a residue of the gas. This is what bothers me. It should be the cheapest. Yeah, you're right. It should be the cheapest. Thank you for that. Huh? Really appreciate that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a great uh, that's a great comment too. And the gas prices, oh my gosh, the whole supply—they're getting bad. Yeah, the whole supply chain is very fragile. Mm-hmm. I'm from one end to the other, and because uh, we have a drought that's mm-hmm. affecting production, we have a higher fuel costs that's affecting transportation. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all linked. Yeah, it's all linked, and it's and then all we get in, to bear the burden. Yeah, and and so consequently, we're seeing huge inflation on food and. That's we ain't seen nothing yet. I know. Hi, what do you guys think in the fall? What do you think? It, it's worrisome, mm-hmm. um, and I think when you look at a can of something in the past, you never even thought twice about and just take a can of food. Um, now we understand the complexity behind it all, mm-hmm. and I think if it's going in this direction, what is going to tur- stop this? It's almost like the Titanic. We are headed for an iceberg of some kind. And so what is going to turn this around? Things are already slowing, actually. Mm-hmm. Housing, um, car sales, all of these things are starting to slow due to the higher cost of things. And so I think in September, um, we are going to see just an acceleration of this process. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. 
So um, can I just add to, um, so the reason I brought Kevin in to talk about this is we've been working on a newsletter together for our business, On Mm -hmm. Point Tactical, and it's called Building Tribe Through Self-Reliance, and you can find it at onpointnews.substack.com. And it just has a whole list of things and ideas of how to get people together and come up with creative ideas. Like, what if we run out of this? Mm -hmm. Or how would we, um, you know, bake 20 loaves of bread? Who's got ovens that could manage this? Like Mm -hmm. thinking in advance. One of the things um, I put in the newsletter was about the Bilski brothers who survived in the forest of Belarus and fed 1,200 people. They kept including people, more Jews and more Jews to save those Jews. Um, But their disadvantage is not only were they being hunted by the Nazis, but they had no preparation. Hmm. So we're in a very different situation. We can have the time now to prepare and we don't have to go to the extremes that they went to. But it's interesting that people were so motivated to survive in such horrible conditions. We don't need to be like that. Mm-mm. But without preparation, things become difficult quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people have to make moral choices. You know, I don't have enough for me. Am I going to give it or share it? If you're prepared, those moral choices um, tend more to how can I help? What can I right. do? So it's just a list of talents, um, what to what to get, um, the training you need, health and well-being, long-term wound and injury care, just a lot of things to think about, um, education for the children, mm-hmm. and just to get a creative pack of ideas and people who have different talents. It's amazing the talents that people have, just yeah, in, right. in a small neighborhood area. Um, And this has been a focus for many, many years of Kevin building his business, but me finding, doing stories, writing newsletters, um, animal care is part of this, fuel. So it is really a forward-looking creative process, and you would be surprised how open people are. Like, I am really good at this. I am really good at getting things on the table. Well, I'm sure how people are preparing, because I don't think anyone saw what they were going to do with COVID. And I don't think we realize what's next with all of this too. And so I have learned that if you can just prepare for as many scenarios as you can, um, then that's better off. You're better off. You feel more peace. And I think what you guys are doing is creating a situation where people think things out. It's kind of like when young people get married and they're told, think about some of the life scenarios, think those out, talk about them before you even get married. And what a great idea that is to know where each other stands. Cause it's not stuff that's normally going to come up. Right. Exactly. And so we kind of get a feel for what we're going to do. Do you have any other mode of transportation? Do you have any other way to get to work? Do you, um, you know, do you have a, you know, do you have problems? Property? Do you not have property? I mean, there's all kinds of stuff in this, these equations of what would happen again if we had another severe lockdown, even if they blamed it on the climate, which would be a lie, but they could do it. And what would happen if they tried to do that? And and so it's really just being aware, isn't it? You're, you're dead on here. Um, the key is really getting to this in advance of the event. Mm-hmm. Don't wait until another lockdown or or whatever the event is don't wait until that happens get get yourself don't wait till the shelves are empty start to notice that there's not very much on the shelves now (laughs) so you can help prepare right prepare and then organize right get get together with your neighbors and talk about this stuff think about how are you going to handle food distribution water distribution first aid and and medical care and all these 
items that Susan mentioned. How are you going to handle those in a, in a situation where you don't have higher care? Yeah. Where nobody's coming to rescue you. Right. And to be prepared for this doesn't mean you're doom and gloomer. And I think people need to realize that. It means that you're looking ahead and we've been through some things, so we should at least be preparing, right? But I just find it funny when people are pigeonholed into the, oh, you're just a doom and gloomer. No, I actually don't want all of that to happen. I actually don't want it to at all. I like my my cushy life. But if it does, at least I have the peace of mind, you know, to know that I've thought things out at least prepared a little bit. Yeah, you, I can't have, imagine you have to not do it prepared. in advance, though. You can't wait until the event. Right. It's too late. Yeah, it's way too late. And uh, you'll see that in a hurricane. People go into the store. They could. They had months to prepare, years to That's prepare, right. you know? And then all of a sudden, they're going, we were just hit with a hurricane, and we tried to go to the store. Well, duh, hurricanes <laughs> happen. I mean, my gosh, if you have time to get prepared when you're not in a hurricane, wouldn't that be ideal? Yes. Um, so, but people act like it's a big shocker. You know? The irony to me is that, yeah. that the, the thing that was in highest demand during the first uh-huh. COVID lockdown was toilet paper. I know, I know. <laughs> of all the things, right? Be right back, Kate Daly Show. are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Those iconic voices of yesteryear, huh? Brings you back to your disco days. <laughs> I still love that line, the New York Times effect on men. Really funny. Anyway, wow. um, boy, you have no idea, BGs. Uh, welcome back to the show. I've got uh, Susan and I've got Kevin here, actually, too. Uh, Reeve, I'm so glad they're joining me. And I also wanted to mention my pillow. Get over to MyPillow.com. And uh, you know what? If I were you, I would probably even, if a Christmas is important to you, start thinking about Christmas gift giving, I should say. It's important to all of us. Um, Savior's birth. But what I'm saying is if it's important to you, make sure that you are maybe ordering some things ahead. This might not be a bad time to do it. And um, I just don't know what's going to happen this fall. And I'm not even trying to be a fear ratcheter. I'm just trying to say, hmm, things look a little weird right now. You might want to just get prepared. Um, I would go to MyPillow.com, order some fantastic products, and uh, you'll be set and be ahead for Christmas. But also, you're going to be helping uh, Truth and Radio, this show. And and, uh, I'll tell you what, the more media I met at Freedom Fest, I I cannot tell you that we we don't have hardly any private media anymore at all. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And, uh, and it's definitely worth shoring up. Um, and so go to MyPillow.com, put in the code Kate. Let's talk about two things, the audit and Pegasus. Okay, so Arizona audit, people want to know what is going on. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. There are routers that the election committee has, and they won't turn them over to the auditors. They're just saying no. And so Karen Fan um, and Peterson, who are senators, state mm-hmm. senators, sent a subpoena to Dominion Voting System um, demanding that they have access to see the machines. But the subpoenas are not enforceable. It has something to do with the Arizona Senate not being um, well, not being in, in town, but also 
the the AG and the sheriff, that sheriff for that area, hardcore Democrat, Soros supported, not going to enforce any subpoenas. And these are the second time they've issued the subpoenas. Um, they had to issue subpoenas to get the 2.1 million votes and hundreds of counting machines and terabytes worth of data. So they did get that, but they had to use subpoenas. They didn't. What are these people so afraid of? They're just dragging their feet. And it, a lot of them are Republicans. So she said, this is interesting. So Karen Fan, who's state senator, says her goal is not to overturn the 2020 election, but to see whether changes to state law are needed going forward. But people are saying, well, these, this is an inexperienced group, the, the ninja, mm-hmm. ninja auditors. But the thing about the ninja auditors is that they were trained um, at a higher level, a more sophisticated level to look at paper, to look at small marks, to see all of this forensic information that your classic auditors are not looking for. Mm-hmm. And so they've come up with so much evidence. And they've talked about the summary of the evidence, 74,000 ballots mailed in that had no marks suggesting they had ever been mailed out, <laughs> which Jeez. tells you. I mean, at this point, I just I don't know of anyone that actually believes we had a normal election. Like, does anyone really believe that? Do they tell themselves this? And then, of course, this audit. I mean, Anyway, go ahead. No, no, no. It's fine. You've got people fighting at the state level. Senator Paul Boyer um, said he is not backing down and um, that the Democrats are just kind of holding this hostage, too. But there are Republicans joining it. So my feeling is even in a Republican area, the Republicans Mm -hmm. get undermined by people in their own party. One of them is Senator State Senator Michelle Ugenti Rita. Mm-hmm. who on Saturday said she can no longer support the Trump audit. I wanted to review our election processes and see what is if anything could be improved. Um, sadly, it's now clear the audit has been botched. So you can see who people, as their loyalties, maybe they went along with it initially, but knew mm-hmm. that they weren't going to support it. So there is a strong message coming forward. And it reminds me that um, General Flynn did an hour-long interview on Revolver. And it was very, very insightful because what he said was when he came in, he and Trump were going to do things that were out of the norm. They were going to switch things up. And they had talked about it. Um, He said that there were people who got him out. He goes, sorry, he goes, and it included Republicans. He said Mm -hmm. very high-ranking Republicans went after him. And he said, really, the problem is you have the Pentagon and the generals who have different priorities and they have distracted priorities, getting involved in things all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so his information, he said, we are losing the Republic unless we fight this, fight this. And so he has faith that things Mm -hmm. will come down the line, maybe more information, that things will turn around. But one of the most disturbing things um, that I saw was a short video clip of Joe Biden Mm -hmm. talking about how due to cybersecurity threats, Mm -hmm. we may be in a shooting war. And that's the words he used. What? Due to cyber threats, we may be in a shooting war. Now, 
if it's cyber threats, why can't we do cyber war? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. But mm -hmm. the fact that you have a president now talking about a shooting war. Wow. Right. Just kind of tells you that there is some kind of agenda that yeah. is just so well, surprising. Well, they really want to provoke a fake attack mm -hmm. from somebody that loves this country so that they can say that we're all, they can demonize everybody. They can say that um, that we're the ones that are ratcheting, them, ratcheting up some sort of violence. And this is why I think they're planning a false flag attack right now that they're going to blame on people that uh, that are consider themselves patriots of this country. And you can clearly see it because they're building the momentum toward it. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that builds the momentum. Right? That's right. And that's why, actually, I brought up the... Which F is sad. Yeah. Yes, so sad. That's why I brought up the FBI and just talked about how they're botching, standing down, having a different agenda. Um, and now we see what they're doing. Uh, Rand Paul texted about a police officer who was guarding him in um, Orlando, Florida, and got punched in the face uh, by a protester. He said there were like a hundred protesters surrounding us and he, they, they arrested this protester. No surprise, but the, the officer had to have stitches and one report said surgery, but this is interesting. Brennan Sermon, age 27, the attacker was arraigned on one count of assault on a law enforcement officer. He was released on his personal recognizance and he could be facing up to 180 uh, days in prison and a thousand dollar fine. But it's fascinating that you can assault a police officer and be released on your own recognizance. That's yeah. not even bail. Yeah. And you can be somebody that gets waved into a Capitol and you're taking a selfie and all of a sudden you're a criminal, violent criminal who wanted to ha to be part of an insurrection I with mean, no weapons glaringly obvious the problem here I it's just astounding. so he actually put that out to make that point that there is some wild thing happening when we see this level there was even um unfortunately um, a, a gang rape by three men they were released on their own recognizance and you just think uh, crime rates well, are soaring I and know. people are being released on their own recognizance. I know. And then in San Francisco, when they reduced it to you could steal under $1,000 and nothing happens to you. And That's now right. all of a sudden they're all <laughs> complaining that there's, the crime has gone up yeah. and they're losing all this inventory and profit because people can walk into a store, steal something and nothing happens to them. I know. It's like, could we be this stupid? Yeah. I could have told you the outcome. I mean, anyone, a three-year-old could have told you the outcome of this. Um, but they all wanted to try this little experiment. And... Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess nothing shocks me anymore. Uh, not after I, I saw the FBI and the White House and uh, the entire media try to drum up an insurrection that didn't happen. When I saw that, it was like, if they can seriously make an insurrection out of what happened with people taking selfies in the Capitol, then I don't know, I don't know how far they'll go. Because uh, when Frank Flagusi kept trying to serve up these lies and uh, I, in our interview and I kept saying that's not that's not that's true. true. Um, it was amazing how he attacked, attacked, attacked. And I thought, oh, we're so sunk because people will believe somebody like that on TV. And that's how, you know, brainwashed. We truly I have, have a brainwashed populace. A brain so talk about Pegasus too. Okay. So Pegasus, mm -hmm. this is kind of an interesting story that's kind of slipped away, but 
people in the know, I follow Garrett Seidler on Telegram, he worked in the White House, he said, this is going to become a much, much bigger story event. This is going a deep, deep story. Mm -hmm. Um, Pegasus is um, a spy software Mm -hmm. developed by veterans of Israeli intelligence, Mm -hmm. and they had been used to illegally spy on an estimated 50,000 individuals. And so it was known as Pegasus. They were journalists, human rights activists, business executives, academics, and prominent political leaders. And this happened in leaders of France, Pakistan, South Africa, Egypt, Morocco, and Iraq. So basically what all these agencies have been doing forever, it feels like they're always spying on each other. I mean, we're always being spied on or they're spying on each other, but go ahead. No, no. So that was called Pegasus. And um, it said that it had brought considerable controversy notoriety to the Israeli company that developed it called Mm -hmm. NSO Group. Mm -hmm. And it was developed by Israeli prime minister um, who knew Jeffrey Epstein, Ehud Barak. And it's... um, trusted it's given out to other governments sold to other governments but this is worse than pegasus there is something um that is a tailored ecosystem of cyber capabilities software Mm -hmm. and it's called toka t-o-k-a it's a one-stop hacking shop for governments that require extra capability to fight terrorists and other threats to national security it's launch plans to provide spy tools for whatever device its clients require so essentially, there are no devices that can be trusted in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it also has connections to the World Bank. Mm. So all of a sudden, there are roles, oh, and the UN. So it's, the, it's a spyware problem that goes far beyond these groups. And it's just a scandal because they're so, it, now we know. Mm-hmm. Now we know. And people should put up with that. There should be a lot of pushback. Are we just going to have to give up our phones or can we insist that these people not get away with this? The media is not talking about this, right? No. So that should give your first inclination that this is something very real. Um, Yes. Because, you know what, the whole Edward Snowden thing, the fact that he's not dead and he got residence in Europe, in in Russia, there's a lot of tells about that story that aren't what it seems to be. And and it's almost as if they want us to think somebody was exposing stuff that we kind of already knew about. But um, I don't know. They I, I almost think they made him out to be the fake bad guy and then anyway there's more to that story but if the media is not talking about pegasus this is a story that's how you know that's how you know right absolutely yeah. you absolutely know that this mm-hmm. is because whatever they get hysterical about this is the big stuff that slips under uh, their surveillance this yeah um and of course they don't want people knowing of course they don't want people focusing on them and say oh, wait a right, minute right. this is the future that we had imagined and thought, well, we'll never, we'll never end up there. And here we are, you know, afraid of our phones. There, there are times we joke about it, but we say, okay, let's have this discussion. Oh, we have to go put our phones in the other room. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, I know there's spies. This is kind of a funny spy thing as they say, you know, just get into a swimming pool in your trunks because you can't be spied on when you're in the water. (laughs) (laughs) But, wow. you know, the advantage of them knowing everything about you and mm-hmm. then to undermine what you're trying to do, 50,000. Right. I know. So, there, 
We are saturated. There was an article that said, um, you know, of the, for the future, I own nothing, I have no privacy, and everything's awesome. That's right. And I thought, <laughs> yep, that's right on the money. That's basically where we're headed. And people are going to think that that's actually a good thing. I can't even imagine that. I know. No I know. privacy. Zippo right now. We don't have any privacy right now. We don't have any privacy. No. And the hysteria is going on about um, CRT. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought about it, and it's so ironic that one of the things I love to do is look at makeup. I have a daughter who's obsessed with makeup, too. Mm -hmm. And you go into a makeup store, and every range has 40 colors, Mm -hmm. 50 colors for your skin tone. Mm -hmm. So corporate America, in the billions of dollars, has said, we're going to figure out skin tone. We're going to get it exactly right. And then you have CRT going, the black, and the the white. white. There's only the two. brown. Yeah, it's obscene. Yeah. It's just not. It it's, it's not grounded in reality, is it? No, none of it is. Nope, none of it is. Lies usually aren't. Can we have truth on earth, please? And I don't, beauty. I don't, <laughs> peace, peace will come if there's truth. We yes. just need truth on earth. Absolutely. Um, thanks, Susan. Oh, thanks, you're so Kevin. welcome. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow. Um, so much going on this week too, and so many guests coming on the show. Anyway, I'll be back tomorrow. Be faithful, be fearless, and uh, <clears throat> of course, I'll take your calls tomorrow as well. Go to katedallyradio.com for more information on the things we were talking about. I'll post it. And, of course, I'll post the SoundClouds for today as well. Thanks, guys.